after further reveal. What is going on, everyone? Episode 38 coming at you. We are ready to go. We got a lot of sports to talk about, and uh, we're going to go right into baseball. And well, yeah, I guess how's everyone doing? Doing swell on this evening. Doing pretty good. Happy to be here with you guys. Uh, just a lot of sports to cover. So we're going to dive right into some World Series action. Currently, as we're recording this, Rangers up three games to one, looking in control and looking for their first title ever. How we uh, we happy, sad. First title? Don't care. Yeah, never I'm, won. No, I'm happy for them. What's, I don't know what the World Series record is. They've, they've had a lot of losses in the World Series, it feels like. Yeah, how many times have they made it overall? Good question. We'll get, get stack, stack guy, guy on, on that. that. Get our young intern on that. Yeah. Actually, I'm happy for them too. I think they've, I mean, to come back from a hundred loss season and make it to the World Series is pretty, it's like a video game type season for them, but it's pretty cool. And they're not really like a hateable team. I feel like you could make the case for one or two people, but overall, it's not really like a lot of people you could say not a big fan of. It's almost like just different guys. It's cool to see Corey Seager make it pretty far and do it the way he's been doing it. Always been a fan of him, even in his Dodger days. I feel like he's a really good clutch hitter. Yeah, so they've only been to two World Series before this, so this is their third. Uh, mm. But 2010-2011 were the two. I think they're the That's oldest. It? They're Damn. the oldest team though in the league without a World Series. No, I think the Guardians. Oh yeah, you're did right. Did they make it to like the championship series a bunch? The Rangers. Yeah, and just they started in 1961 was their first year, and they didn't make the playoffs until 1996. That was their first year of making the playoffs. Dang, How and they had Nolan family? Ryan too, right? For a yeah. long stretch. Yeah, Nolan Ryan wasn't that good. I'm sorry, anyone who he's overrated. He just played a long time. Yeah, I was just thinking because he would pitch like 600 yeah. innings every year. Yeah, so they started in 1961, and then their first playoffs were 1996. That's, I mean, yeah, but there was no wild card either back then. Just <laughs> so you, unless you're winning the division, but they had a four team division though. Yeah, and 2010 so... was the first time they got past a divisional series. Oh my Dang. gosh. They've not had a lot of winning. They probably have a bunch of brand new fans. Nothing against them, just their organization has been hot garbage on the field. So yeah. Yeah, they stole back all their Astros fans. Hopefully, hopefully that when this podcast airs, they are World Series champions. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't it. mind seeing the Diamondbacks take one or two and just kind of make it a little more interesting. Didn't they already take one? Yeah. I haven't watched yet, by the way. Oof. I'm making sure I keep those ratings down. Hmm. Yeah, they've been pretty dumb. Yeah, I saw game <laughs> one was the least watched World Series to date. Are you serious? In I saw this one World Series so far is one of the least is the least watched so far. Ever? Yeah. It is crazy, but remember when we did March Madness, we did talk about how those ratings were down too significant. And like I don't think it's just a shot to baseball. I mean, obviously, if it was Asher's like Phillies, it would be more people watching. I know, Ben. I'm not a sore fan. First, no, first of all, I was going to say actually the second least ever watched game is last year's Phillies and Astros. So, <laughs> are you serious? Yes. So, it, it's not just like, I don't, I don't know if it's just baseball. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know which team would really get everyone to be in on. Well, so I saw something. So, this year, game one was on a Friday, which the reality is a Friday night. Like, people are doing things. That's just kind of how it is sometimes. 
Game two was Saturday, which it was like a big college football day. So then people have other things to watch besides like the World Series. Game three was Monday, which was like one of the only times all year where you had like four sports going on at the same time. And then you had Halloween, which so I, I don't know. I don't know if that's just making excuses or not, but there was like there's it's just a busy time of year with sports. I don't know if that's just because the World Series well, has been falling. Like, I don't know if it's later than usual or not, is I guess my point. It is. It is later than usual. And, and that's affecting it. Yeah, because that's how last year's was too, because now with the wild card format, it's basically like everything got pushed back like half a week at least. I mean, it is a crazy time of sports. I also think just ratings and everything's down because just, I don't know, people don't want to sit down and watch the game. Everyone has a bunch of stuff going on. People are busy. But but what people like I will say for this year at least the benefit was like last year those World Series games were like four hours so like I get it but the the, the time was down though this year but I mean March Madness is still as exciting than ever before and everyone puts in more brackets than ever before and we talked about how those ratings were even down so yeah. it is a shame that the timing of all of it it's yeah I mean and you had like like the other game last night wasn't competitive really I mean I know the score was. 11 to 7 but it really wasn't competitive. I don't know. There there is something to say there's no like huge stars or personalities on either team necessarily. Um it's unfortunate for the Rangers you can't like tune in to see like DeGrom, you know, like a prime DeGrom throwing. I think that would put some eyes on it. Like neither of them have elite like an amazing elite level starter pitch, starting pitcher. Seager is just raking but he's not what you would consider like an MLB star. Yeah, I feel like the MLB never promotes him. No, in no. any like, way, like we know, like he had an amazing year. He's probably going to be runner up behind Otani in yeah, the MVP. But yeah, no one ever <laughs> talks about him. And also, I just think it's the fan bases of both. Well, in general, Texas is more of a football. Sure, and I like I don't know, I just feel like Arizona doesn't have a lot going on other than the sun. So it's like, what are they possibly doing? <laughs> I know, and you, I have nothing like, going on. <laughs> I mean, just the demographic of that region i like i don't know how popular baseball is around the country but i would think that in arizona it'd be pretty popular and there's been a whole lot of like pro arizona players that came out like i think bellinger verdugo there's been like a ton of people recently that came from arizona it's almost like the teams and the fans didn't expect them to get here so like fans haven't really been following the team and even though that they're in, they're just not invested. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. But even like earlier this season, they were in like first and second place for like a good bunch of oh, the diamond. Yeah. The Diamondbacks and Rangers both like the first half were really good. Legit. Yeah. But I don't know. It's not like they're watching the Phoenix Coyotes either. Or the Arizona Coyotes yeah. are garbage. <laughs> One thing I did though here though, I mean, like, I know I was being a sore fan last week and going this off about random dumb stuff, but. Like, even though these teams aren't well-known and they probably don't have fan bases, it could, you know, be like a minor setback major comeback for the MLB because you're getting exposure to these two teams that no one really ever watches because they're not that good. I mean, the Rangers get overshadowed by the Astros, and then, like we said, the Diamondbacks. I mean, probably since, like, the early 2000s have actually been, like, consistently relevant. Even though this year is down, maybe now you get we'll have a bigger fan base going into next year because of these two teams. I mean, there could be plenty of people hype, especially the team that wins and or loses actually hype for spring training. So yeah, 
And they can't be more excited about the Cardinals than they are the Diamondbacks. That would be a huge mistake. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the the reason is, but it's something interesting to talk about. And just, you know, if you guys have any thoughts too, don't hesitate to uh, drop a comment. And... Yeah, tell us why we're yeah. wrong about this whole situation. But yeah. We could drop we could drop a poll. Not I mean, we're in the Philly region, but we could say, hmm. have you been watching the World Series? Yeah. I mean, I've watched most of it, but not still not all of it i turned the game off early yesterday i mean yeah. also it's i mean like i've been watching some sixers now that they're mm. on so it's just yeah you don't have time for like you can't just watch the sixers and all like yeah not everyone has time for five hours of sport but, tonight yeah unless you, got the, is, unless you got the youtube tv multi-view there you go there you go. We yeah. do need to figure out what's going on in Arizona, though, because they should be watching the Diamondbacks. Yeah, they should be. They shouldn't care about anything else right now. No, like, I'm actually all right, the Suns are like, the Suns, yeah, they'll be good. Don't worry about that. Is all their, is everyone there healthy right now? No, they just lost to the Spurs, actually. Oh, yeah. See, don't. The only Durant was playing out of like the big three. Yo, Wemon Yama, though, had a nice second half. He had a oh, terrible yeah. first half, but dude, yeah. they choked at the end, Chase. They like they turned it over with under 10 seconds. Weminyama hit like a layup or something, and then they turned it over again. Yeah, it was it was Durant. Turned Durant it over. turned it over. Johnson, I think Keldon Johnson. I forget. Yeah, Anyways. No, but Booker is injured. So there it's only been Durant. Beal hasn't still Beal still hasn't been in a game yet either. It's gonna be literally all over. Why don't we just start talking about the NBA? Because First Dude, of all, I, just, <laughs> I always just think of that that Kevin Durant thing from like two years ago when they asked him about like minutes restrictions or whatever, and he's just like, "Leave me out there until I'm dead." Do you remember that? Yeah, let me die out there. <laughs> I did see somebody roasting Jimmy Butler too because he's already sat out a game and they're like three games in <laughs> <laughs> for load management. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I give props. The Sixers they played Saturday, Sunday, and then they didn't play till Thursday. But Embiid played in both those games and had literally beyond MVP numbers on the back to back too. Yeah, Aren't there now though? Didn't they do something about th- that in the offseason? I think so. I think they were trying to like, uh, but like it's hard. It's so I don't. It's like how do you enforce that though? Yeah. Like overall, but also like Embiid plays a lot of games but the whole sit out the fourth quarter and it's like i'm fine with that like if yep. he played and he put up like even if he continued playing he'd probably drop a 50 piece every game but it's like i at least he's playing and then sitting like the fourth quarters like it's like all right well you got you got your money's worth for like three three full quarters of him playing yeah like, i would be pit i like i would be annoyed i feel like he wasn't playing overall but it's like how can you justify load management unless you were hurt last year and you're trying to work yourself back into it? But how can anyone be sitting? We're only like a week and a half into the season. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah, <laughs> how are like what what how is right now going to affect stuff that happens in April, May, and June? So the team will only be punished for resting star players, basically, which is report which is defined as a player who made the All Star team or was named to an All Pro team in the past three years. That's crazy. So they're only picking out even more than just a normal everyday starter. I mean, I think the NBA should do it. It's kind of dumb, but they basically said it could be a response from the Mavs who did that with basically Irving and and Dodgers late in the year. Oh, yeah. And they they blew themselves off in the foot when they still had a shot at the playoffs. So basically, that. I mean, they they wanted to keep that pick. 
The Mavs were fined 750K as a result of that, it said. But I don't know. They could also just either reduce playoff games or a couple regular season games. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know this is the Kawhi Leonard rule anyways. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Big, big trade that happened. Uh, I know both of you are obviously huge Sixers fans. So what are your initial thoughts? I'll just run through the trade real quick and then you two. Yeah, run through this hot garbage of a trade. All right. So for those who don't know, James Harden is not a sixer anymore. He is now the Clippers reunited with his uh his old teammate Westbrook. And so the Clippers received James Harden, PJ Tupper, and the big name Felipe Petrovic, right? Did I say that right? Petrosev. Petrosev. Yeah, Petrosev. It's yeah. not a big name, man. <laughs> and then the Sixers, they got Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris. Welcome back, Robin Robert Covington. <laughs> hey, KJ Martin, and then multiple draft picks, which I believe um, there's a 2028 first rounder involved, yeah. and, and there's some swapping, but I don't know. I know I know the 2028 unprotected first rounder, and I don't know the swaps. Yeah, it's like second and second picks, and yeah. Ryan, why don't you start? You want yeah. me to start? Yeah. yeah. First yeah. off, yeah. what are your thoughts? I hate. I hate NBA pick trading. None of it makes sense. Yeah. Like we just said, there's pick swaps, there's protected first rounders, there's unprotected first rounders. And all of these picks are in like 2028, 2029. So all that I crumble up in the ball and just throw it under the window and just say some guy in an office somewhere cares about this. I don't, and I don't even understand it. But overall, I mean, I know Woj came out and basically was saying, like, this gives them a chance to maybe go for somebody this year around December, January, but also set themselves up in the offseason to have a lot of money to bring someone in like a Drew Holiday type of player. Um, Overall, I'm just glad the toxicness is out and it did not last as long as the Ben Simmons thing, regardless of whose fault it was. I never liked James Harden before he came. I supported him while he was here. And now I'm just glad he's gone. I'm happy to have Robert Covington back. I know he's super streaky, but he's a lengthy defender. He's not old yet, I don't don't think. Look at Stack Eye on his age. But I'm pretty sure he's not old. I'm excited. Marcus Morris is – he'll fit the role of P.J. Tucker. So him and Pat Beverly can fight people and protect Embiid and not fight people, but you you know what I mean. They're they're the guys that that wreak havoc. But – Overall, I mean, it's probably not a win of a trade, but P.J. Tucker is old, and that roster on the Clippers looks great, but it's looked great since Kawhi and Paul George got there, and they haven't won anything. So, Yeah, and they literally just traded half their bench. Yeah, and uh, Marcus Morris is a Philly guy, so it's kind of cool that he gets to play hometown. And was he the one that pushed Jokic a couple, two years yeah. ago? Yeah. Is that him? Okay, I, thought, I wasn't sure if that was marquee for him, but... Yeah, so he's going to bring a little thump to the lineup, probably bring a little bit more offensive points because, you know, P.J. Tucker was always solid for laying an egg in the point category, uh, even though he would take up a bunch of minutes. But I agree. I hate NBA trades, first off. I hate the package deals because it's literally just a steaming bag of trash that we're lit- we're not going to keep half of these guys. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them got waived in the process, but it's literally just – like there's so many deals that get that happen in the NBA that's just people that you could care less about that have no impact on the game, but they're literally just in there to be in there for salary matching purposes or just to fill out so they can have people to swap. But 
hopefully this does set them up. And like you said, Ryan, I hate the draft pick too, because it's literally we're gonna be debating about some middle schooler right now who's gonna be a 2028 pick. But at least it was unprotected. There's no protections on it. So whatever Oklahoma City does now in six years, hopefully they're still trash, but it'll be a good pick. I doubt the Sixers will hold on to it for that long overall, but Hopefully, I just want somebody who's not going to be a disgruntled star. I just want somebody who legitimately wants to play here for no other purpose than winning a championship and wanting to play with MP. I have no idea who that's going to be at all. Right now, I know people want Zach Levine from the Bulls if they can somehow keep sputtering. Maybe you could get a, a chance at him, and he would probably fit the lineup at least decently. Yeah, I know I dump on Robert Covington a lot because he used to just make me want to bang my head against the wall and put some nails through my eyeballs, but he's not the most aesthetically pleasing player to watch, but he does bring a lot of value, especially defensively, which is good for Embiid. If Embiid needs a blow or when he sets out the entire fourth quarter, Covington can earn his paycheck that time. But, uh, you know, Batum, I guess he could be a nice spot-up shooter if you wanted to. Kenya Martin Jr., uh... Maybe a guy who can just come in and get a few dunks at the end of a game. I'm not really sure what his role is going to be. But overall, I really don't think a lot of these guys are going to stick with the roster. If they can make a deal sooner rather than later, I'd prefer that. But I just hate the waiting game that we've been having to do these last few years. Like you said, Ben Simmons, we had to wait until February to get Harden. Now at least we got rid of Harden, but we're still missing people from the roster. And the East is more competitive than it's been in the last few years, it just keeps getting more competitive. The Bucs get out to a huge, you know, a good spot, the Celtics, and then you're just going to be chasing these teams, you know, in the division. So that's the only thing that annoys me is because you could really be in competition for the first slot in the division, but now you're you're not going to be, you know. I would like to think they still have a chance to be, but with Dame Lillard coming to the Bucks, with the moves the Heat did in the offseason, the same with the Celtics, you know, it's really just making things tough sledding to get up in there in the playoffs, but whatever. I'll take a third or a fourth, maybe even a fifth overall seed if they can do something with it. Yeah, I will say that I didn't realize it was a lot more pick-wise that the Sixers got than I thought. So I got a 2028 first round, um, either the Rockets top four protected Clippers or Thunder 2026 first round pick. The right to swap their own 2029 first round pick with the Clippers, a 2024 second round pick, Clippers 2029 second round pick, and then cash. Do you un- do you understand any of these picks, Ben? I mean, I understand it. I don't. It's the 2024 it's second round pick says details below, yeah. and it's some whole paragraph with the thunder. Because a, and like a lot <laughs> of it has to do with where the teams finish, and. Because so many people own these picks now, it's like, I don't even know how you sort through this mess of a trade. Well, and first of all, I didn't even know it was a three-team trade until I'm looking at this now. How The Thunder, <laughs> the thunder I didn't even yeah. know the Thunder were involved. <laughs> Honestly, for the next two years, just assume the Thunder are part of every single deal because they have all the picks and a bunch of cap room. They literally just acquired the right to swap. It's not even like they acquire their pick. <laughs> they acquired the right. That's what I'm saying. That That's so why stupid. it's just so dumb. The NBA draft, could you imagine if it was still like six rounds like it used to be? Like, they're oh, lucky yeah. there's only two rounds worth of picks. I mean, and the Sixers didn't even have a first round pick last year. So it's not like they have a lot of young people to rely on. I saw they just picked up Jaden Springer's contract, but he's played maybe half a cup of coffee in the league so far. And he was 
the youngest player, I think the second youngest player in the draft when they picked him. I guess it's too early to say what he actually is, but they're paying him millions of dollars to just have him in the G League. And I know he was the G League MVP, I think, last year, or G League MVP Finals MVP. So that can be whatever it is. But just overall, these trades are such... I'd honestly rather just send around bags of dog poop, and it would probably have a little more value than all these pick swaps, pick trading. And the Thunder, if the NBA wants to step in, how about the Thunder not be a part of every single trade? Because they're literally just like... it. Like, if you want to launder draft picks and players, just get the Thunder involved. Yeah. Like, I wonder how many people they have rostered or who they're paying just because people will dump it on them. I mean, honestly, my biggest takeaway, like, I'm just looking at the Sixers roster right now, and they have three guys that have been there, like, longer than four years. Three. They have Embiid, who's in year technically 10, but eight. They have Tobias Harris, who's in year six. And regardless... The thing that pisses me off about that is every year everyone says he's gone, and the annoying part is is I've always liked the guy, and I think he's a decent player, and now it's just going to be remembering him as the guy that every year everyone wanted to get rid of him. So he's on year six, and then Furkan Korkmaz is on year seven, who actually, from what I heard, wanted to be in that trade. The Sixers denied it, which it's just (laughs) he's been wanting to be traded for like a year and a half now. I don't understand he's not gotten worse than what he was the Sixers have made it to the same spot in the playoffs every year so for whatever reason they just don't want to use him now so I don't get the point of keeping him but so you have three guys really only two of them get consistent minutes and this just goes back to my argument for picking like all senior teams in March Madness if you get a group of guys that play together for a long time they're gonna be good especially when like some of these players like Tobias, Maxi, Embiid, all are like good players. I mean, you sub James Harden, you sub him out. You sub Ben Simmons and you sub him out. You sub Jimmy Butler and you sub him out. They had Robert Covington. They're bringing him back. Like, I get it. There's just has to be so much movement in a player's league and there's so much money involved. And in today's with the media, if you lose, like you have to do something, right? But I just, I don't know. It's always just like, oh, let's, what pieces are we going to glue together this year for Joel Embiid? At least now it seems like Maxi's package with Embiid, but still not with Tobias. I'm just like it, it also makes it tough on like you got to Nick Nurse is is not uh, you know, he's an established coach, but it makes it tough on a first year coach when like he's plan like he's coming into a new roster already, planning for the roster and then like what are we four games in? Like he gets a bunch of new players. Just like yeah. learning, like just trying to figure out their role, figure out where they fit in and what rotation they fit yeah. in. Yeah, all that stuff. A set yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he's. I don't think he's coached any of those guys either that they just brought in. Right, right. So it's yeah. not like familiarity or anything for him. And I know again, he's not like a first-time coach. So it's not maybe as difficult of a transition, but it's just another like added layer. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a setback, and they just like we're just like okay, well, they can use a lot of these pieces and pieces in space to bring someone in in January, and I'm like, I just, I hate when a team just like completely flips halfway through. Like, at least this is early on, but you get a group of guys together, you have them play, and if they're hot going into the playoffs, they can make a run. And beads on six, seven straight years of 
spiraling out of the second round. Like if you could just keep a group of guys together for even more than half a season, you might see some consistency. And I like Nick Nurse. I hate him when he's on the Raptors. It just seems like these Philly teams are on a train of getting coaches and players that I hate. I hated Craig Kimbrell. I didn't like James Harden. I mean, Nick Nurse, I wasn't a fan of when he was beating us on the Raptors. I, I, I actually think I'll like him as a coach. He's done well in the small sample size, but it just pisses me off. Just, just, just too much movement sometimes nowadays, and I know the media pressure makes it worse and the money and the players have power, and I, it, I'm cool with all that, but just get a group of guys together that want to be together and let them run. Like, you, know you guys should get? I know yeah. you're going to say Thad Young. I wasn't. I was going to say Kemba Walker. <laughs> oh god i would what take is Kemba it. doing right now he's playing overseas with shabazz oh all right they're like playing that. overseas together i don't want to break that up no. they're, the best, good. they're the best overseas guard duo of all time they're right definitely now. the best yukon duo of all time that's got for sure we should also note that danny grant got the boot from this yeah, yeah. why did they sign him just <laughs> you're gonna have him try to clear waivers and pick him up again or, I don't know. I think it? it was just for to meet the salary. So they just had a relationship with Danny Green from the past. Yeah. And he was probably okay coming back here, too. Like, I don't think he hated his time here. So, unlike J.J. Reddick, who said he wanted to play closer to home, and then he kept picking places that were really far from his home when he could have just stayed in Philly the entire time. Classic. Yeah, I forgot about him. That's another one. Wait, so they play on Monaco? Kemba Walker played on Monaco. Hey, do they play with uh, CJ McCollum's brother? I have no idea, but he's been like an insane player in the Euro League. Like oh, a year ago, Shabazz maybe. Is doing better than Kemba in the Euro League, averaging almost 15 a game. Well, he's a lot younger, isn't he? Well, not a lot mm-hmm. younger, the but he's 94% like... free throw, though. I mean, that's, that's pretty solid. That's There's 27 that job openings. Are you guys trying to apply? <laughs> oh, for the Euro basket. That's sketchy. Do they have any remote positions? Where what ha- where do they? What I are go? you guys going <laughs> into? I think you have to log in and make an account. Is that what it wanted me to do? Podcast and you're trying to. Oh, you gotta register. Oh, that's stupid. That's butt. The job market. All right. No, we we were gonna look at um CJ McClellan's brother. See what. Yeah. He, uh, oh my god. Karasiaka. Um, Dude, look at this. He just he's played for Israel, Greece, China, Turkey, China, Turkey, Russia, Turkey. He's been Dang. around the world basketball wise and a lot of sketchy stops. Yeah. Oh, he was in the basketball tournament, the TBT. Oh, speaking of basketball tournament, Holy, look at his career highlights and awards. Yeah, dude, dude it's like LeBron style. Yeah. All Israeli league, import player of the year. <laughs> Euro Cup top scorer. I wanted to I wanted to ask what is so what's the deal with this in-season tournament with the NBA? Is it actually an in-season tournament or is it just random games throughout the year they're having count towards this oh, I don't know. That actually starts this year. Yeah, there's games like this weekend that I think count towards it. It's almost like Wait, what the I, heck? It's almost like a game within a game, like a tournament within a regular season game. There's a new in, in-season NBA trophy called the NBA Cup. That's a and, and a prize pool. I honestly think it's just to try to keep players more competitive, but it's just weird. Like, 
if they would have done like the All Star break, have like a mini quick tournament or something, and count some of those games. Oof, the Knicks have a tough group. <laughs> I was gonna oh say, my gosh, sandwich between the Heat. What? That's kind of buns. At least you know you're picking up wins against the Wizards and I'm, the Hornets. I'm pretty jealous of your group, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I looked at our group and I was like, there's literally nobody in our group. The Cavs are gonna be tough, and maybe the Hawks, but even the good. East, like that, feels like an easy Celtics win. <laughs> Yeah, what? Like, it feels like Sixers and Celtics easily got that, and then this just – I mean, at least the Hornets are probably a win. I just you know, don't understand what's going on. Like, what is this? Like, It's a way for them to get more money probably. I don't know. What, do you get a second-round pick if you win? What? So is it just the knockout round? It's money, another yeah. trophy. The knockout rounds throughout the season, is there like an actual bracket at some point? Yeah, there will be. I thought this was supposed to do something with the playoffs, but that doesn't seem like it, this affects the playoffs at all. Seems like people are just not going to take this thing seriously. The winning team will earn each its players will earn 500k each for the winning team. I mean, I guess that's cool if you're like a a roster bubble guy. Yeah. Like you could get a little bit of money your way. I mean, that's a cool thing, but Do you think but like is this like what if you like had like a bum hammy and it's like oh i need to rush back to get to my in-season tournament wait game. hold on they're copying they're taking this from the WNBA. <laughs> why does the WNBA do it <laughs> the ability to sell its television rights as it did with the WNBA's version of the event so the nba is just gonna make more money off of this and basically it doesn't affect anything else oh yeah see it says they're doing this tournament during the most relevant part of the nba schedule like they're just I don't know. This it's is just, the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, heard. It's stupid. That's just why I didn't do any research. I'm glad you guys didn't either. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's uh, we got some brackets, right? Some, oh yeah. Some yeah. brackets that Speaking actually of matter. Playoffs, yeah. These brackets matter more than the, the NBA Cup brackets. Let's be real. DJ Nito Stand of the Night presented by Penny My Chase. Oh, yeah. We will say we're not doing the whole, like, we're just doing one through eight, right? We agreed. Yes. Yeah. Well, because this honestly, it just gets too complicated. We tried to do it last year. We're just doing one through eight and we'll deal with it later. So, so we, we make brackets preseason, you know, before the postseason. But last year, postseason NBA. We did that bet for the six pack. Then I did get Ben. Are you guys? Do you guys want to do that again? And we can include this. Can be like this can matter. Like these preseason brackets can go towards points. Then we re reset once the playoffs start. And are you guys in? I'll do it. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. All right. So it. just just so you know, this matters right here. Yeah. Our brackets. No, I'm doing right my now. bracket right now, dude. You're failing your bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just right go. Now. Also, I'm realizing we should have did a, a every week do a pick 'em for the NFL games and then do like an overall record. But we're too far into the season. Already. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a massive break. Do, uh... It's not too late for the NBA ones, although Ooh, although anyone can get this podcast out before my game goes. <laughs> oh, you have to go for like the the Friday game. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to hope someone's not sitting out Friday. I mean, I can just quickly take a dazzle in here and go through anything i see surprising that i have and you know who i got going out of the east and out of the west all right 
Let's do it. All right, yeah, I'll go first. I mean, like we said, we left out the playing teams. This is just a preseason bracket. Nothing crazy. I think the Celtics will be the number one seed in the East. I mean, not a whole lot going on on the East side. It'll probably be them, the Bucks, Sixers, Heat. will probably be the top four after that. Maybe a couple surprise teams. Um, I do have the Sixers and the Heat in my Eastern Conference. I have the Heat facing the Celtics in the second round, and they will once again take them out like the Phillies do with the Braves every year. The Heat will take out the Celtics again, and the Sixers will finally get over the Giannis hump that they can never seem to beat him, regular season or playoffs. They've always struggled with the Bucs. They get past the Giannis hump. Giannis and Dame, super team does not work. Sixers heat got the Sixers coming out because I'm just, you know, I'm going to be optimistic the year that no one thinks they'll actually do something, you know, maybe this is the year they don't have as much pressure and they go for it. Doc's not there anymore to choke. And on the other side, I got the Clippers as the number one seed. This was before the James Harden deal. Don't know if that helps me or hurts me, but already Paul George and Kawhi may honestly not even Paul George. I just think Kawhi has the capability to take over a team and if he can actually put together one healthy season, I think they have a chance to be the number one seed. Um, I do have them choking, though, in the playoffs against the Suns, which was the only big three team in recent years I have not put my money against. I told Ben that I do think Brad Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker will work out. And I have them beating the Clippers in the second round. Nuggets fall in the two-hole with the Warriors in the three-hole, so they meet in the second round. And I do have Golden State. I think that they're still not done. They're durable. They've been there 8 million times. And last year they didn't go to the finals, so this year I have them knocking out the Nuggets in the second round, but then ultimately losing to the Suns and get a blockbuster matchup in the finals with the the Suns and the Sixers. And, you know, I'm just going to pick my Philadelphia 76ers. (laughs) Pick the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl and picking the Sixers to win the NBA Finals. Only other weird sleeper picks. I uh, have the Lakers sneaking in at the A spot. I do have the Mavs making it in the seventh hole. And over <laughs> on the east side, I have the Hornets sneaking oh. in as the eighth. Really don't have uh-huh. anything behind that besides they're going to kind of be like the Kings this year on the east where they're just going to be healthy enough and win enough games to sneak in but yeah we matched up we matched up on a couple spots i also have the mavs as a seven seed in the west okay yeah i think they get in but uh to jump on a mine real quick i also have the celtics as the number one seed in the east and then i have the bucks being the two seed and philly being the three seed Ben, I have your Knickerbockers being the fifth seed going against the number four seed Heat in the first round, and I have them beating the Heat Oh, to set up a matchup as the 1-5 with the Celtics, and I have them beating the Celtics too. Chase, where's the confidence coming? Do you think they make a deal, or do you think that they can just win like this? I think they're just going to take it. I like hey, it. They have a, I, I have an impartial little bit of a bias towards the Knicks. They ended up taking a lot of Villanova players, much to the stabbing of my heart, but I respect it. They're good players, and I I like it. I do think they make uh, some kind of a deal. I think it's been bandied about a lot, and I think they have a lot of good pieces that they could put something nice together. Whether or not it happens or, you know, I just think that – I think they're in a good spot in the East where they can get into the playoffs and maybe sneak a few wins in. Past that, I have – the Cavs is the number six and the Hawks is the seven. I know it's not really enticing. 
or sexy matchups at all. But uh, as far as the Sixers go, I really wanted to put them in, making it going far. But I there's just too much uncertainty for me to to do that. And this was obviously before the Harden deal and before whoever they could maybe get or not get. But I have them as the three seed, but I have them unfortunately getting bounced by the Damian Lillard and the Bucks and the and the uh to make it to the Eastern Conference Championship round. And I have the Bucks beating out the Knicks, unfortunately. Their story their storybook year comes to a screeching halt with Damian Lillard. Um as far as the West, the Nuggets think they have a good chance to maybe go back, but I have them being regular season a regular season team and being the number one seed. Same. And Number two, I have the Suns, obviously, for reasons. They have a big three. They're talented. They can do a lot of damage. The Grizzlies in the number three spot, I feel like they're kind of not being talked about at all at this moment, maybe for good reason, maybe not for not good reasons. But I feel like they can just get in there and maybe get some wins. Uh, they obviously retooled a little bit in the offseason, switched out their roster, and made some decisions. The Kings, I think they can – be another competitive team this year they're in the four seed the warriors with the five seed clippers as much as i don't want to say it i hope they miss the playoffs entirely but i have them in the six seed so at least they did enough to get a good playoff spot not have to deal with the play-ins the playing teams obviously ended up being the mavs and the seven and the lakers with the eight you know lebron's going to do whatever he can to somehow will the lakers into the playoffs even though it's going to seem like they're not going to make it by december so obviously they figure it out. Hey, maybe they get hot during the M- the uh, NBA in season tournament. Light it up. <laughs> yeah. AD might be hurt, but he might come back before the the playoffs start and do a, do a little bit of work for them. But obviously, I think you can tell how the West is going to shake out. The Nuggets, obviously, no competition for them. They put up a lot of work, beat the Kings in the second round, and actually the Mavs might be a little sleeper. I have them upsetting the Suns in the first round. Maybe okay. drunk Kyrie does a little bit. Okay. Not damage his team. And I think actually he has nothing to do with it. I think it's more on Luka Doncic actually getting the ropes and maybe not the Mavs being jerk offs and not doing anything with them. But I think he has enough. I think this is the year where he really puts the work in, gets the team in. As a seven seed, I have them making it all the way, beating the Grizzlies and matching up with the Nuggets in the Western Conference Championship. But I think that I think their storybook run ends there with the Nuggets going back. Obviously, Jokic is an annoying superstar, does what he does, riding his chariot into the into the finals with a matchup against the Bucks. And I have obviously, unfortunately, the Nuggets running it back, back to back champions. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bond's year to have this actually happen. But if anyone could do it, I think the Nuggets could probably do it. Nuggets. So were the Warriors the last team to go back to back? think so and i don't even have them making it out of the first round by the way i have the kings beating them in the four or five i like that i like that yeah. they get their revenge and too many miles on the warriors we said it last year but you can only yeah. go so deep for so long and yeah. stay healthy for a lot of that too i'll get That's into mine like here quick i have actually the same thing warriors at the four getting bounced by the clippers at the five in the first round so oh, yeah same thing um no real surprises i have the mavs in at the eight hole Pelicans at the three spot maybe is a little surprising. I have Nuggets Clippers matchup and then Suns Pelicans with the uh, Western Conference Finals as a Clippers Pelicans is my okay. Western Conference Finals matchup. Damn. So Get that Brandon Ingram love. That could yeah. happen. 
CJ McCollum, Zion Williams, and Brandon Ingram. If they're healthy. Now, that's also me relying on a healthy Zion. So, you know. Don't yeah. say if because the NBA playoffs, they make it four seven-game series of competitive basketball. Yeah. And by round one, everyone's already injured. So, yep. you just got to hope that those yeah. two teams don't get injured. Let's hope. So, I got the Clippers making it out as the Western Conference Finals representatives. Western Conference representatives. Dang. Over on the East, nothing crazy. I do have the Magic as a six seed, which is the kind of weirdest one, probably. So I have the Knicks as a seven, and I have them upsetting the Bucks. Ooh. Just a little bit of a homer pick. So I have the Knicks-Magic matchup. For the Magic, I have them knocking off the Heat. You have the Knicks-Magic second-round <laughs> matchup. Yeah. Oh, I my mean, gosh. Uh, I have the Knicks getting out of that one. So they match up over on the other side with the Celtics. Uh, fortunately, the Celtics and Sixers matched up again, as, as I have it now, and Celtics took the dub. And then Celtics ultimately beating the Knicks, as much as I'd love to send the Knicks all the way. I don't think they have it, have what it takes yet, unless they make another move. So I have Clippers-Celtics with the Clippers getting their first ever championship. Dang. Ooh, I like it. So, oh, you guys both have, so you guys both have the Knicks in your Eastern Conference championships. Ooh. So that's yeah. definitely the biggest. Yeah, hey, I'd thing. say last year, even as far as they got, I wasn't upset with that they lost. Like to see the legitimate, like exciting, meaningful Knicks basketball, I felt like it'd been a minute. Yeah. Also, I should point out, I had the Magic as the eight seed, Ooh. making it in as a. Right. Uh, so yeah. also I had the think, Magic in there. Yeah, Franz is pretty good, and I Paolo maybe take a step forward this year too, and I think they have a shot. Are you a yeah. more Franz guy or a Mo guy? In regards to the Wagner brothers, mm. Franz looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Franz is the better yeah. of the two, I think. I'm more of a Tyler Hansborough kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm pivoting. <laughs> I, I am 0 and 4. Right? Am I 0 and 4? My AFR picks. Yes, I am 0 and 4. And I will say that right now. Um, I'm a little nervous about my Tennessee Titans over seven and a half pick. And I'm just quickly looking at this at the schedule. They were two and four going into Sunday, and I was I was actually nervous. Them beating it's huge. Beating the Falcons is probably will be their biggest win of the season for me. And I, I do feel a little more confident again. Uh, they got the short week this week with the Steelers. Who knows? But they still have they still have to get the Texans twice. They get the Colts again at home. They lost to them first round. This round will be without Anthony um, Richardson. So I will say quickly, their over-under still sits at seven and a half. It's plus 102 for seven and a half, but it's still there. So, hey, yeah. if you're listening right now, jump on. Yeah. I, I, was scared, I was scared of two and four, but remember what I said. You go back before the season started. I said, if they start, you know, one and three, two and four, don't get nervous. Well, I did. They came through for me on Sunday, and hey, we're going to ride this out to, some to get games. the first hit. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't sell off at the deadline either. I know a lot of people talked about Derrick Henry being on the way out, but they didn't make any drastic moves other than trading Kevin Byard. But No, and they, they might have gotten better with Levis at quarterback, honestly. They yeah. might they might have gotten better. So they they have some easy – I mean, playing the Texans two more times and then the Colts, like those are – they might not, not, not necessarily win – like. Automatic the wins. Panthers but, are in there. That yeah. should be a win. I mean, yeah. You guys get some winnable games. Even the Bucks, like those are winnable games. Yeah, they can grind out those games and hey, just ride Derrick Henry. I mean, you have them, use them. Yep. Brable's and I, I like Brable. I think he's a pretty solid coach. Yep. 
Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And and Ben, I know that the Niners were five and zero, and your your Rams to win the division was looking super cold, and they had that Steelers loss two weeks ago really hurt you. But they are only two games back right now. I mean, I know, I know you're probably not feeling good, especially because the 49ers just got Chase Young for nothing. I once again hate the Commanders because they're stupid. But regardless, looking at the Rams' schedule, they could make a run and make a push for this division. I mean, was well, the big question is what is Stafford's injury? Does anyone know? Is he like he's fine? He fine? I don't know. I thought it was a hand injury. Yeah. Oh yeah, the hand. I thought you were talking about the shoulder. <laughs> that's already a bad start i have no idea i don't i just knew he was hurt but this I is what happened him. last year actually and this is why they were like absolutely garbage day to day after suffering ucl sprain in his throwing thumb okay so you that's just a butt injury you hand the ball off to cooper cup <laughs> what i'm saying is ben you're not out of the woods yet this three game losing heat for the 49ers have given you hope but it's basically the best news possible because they basically also said he's not on he, they're not going to have to put him on injured reserve so no. it's good yeah. news for what could have been um i think i mean they have a bye though next like not next week but the week after so they may yeah I mean, but they're gonna beat the whoever they put against the packers they'll win this who's Sunday. their backup do you know does anyone know who their backup is no, like i think they were shuffling people and they were trying to take sign people off of practice squads but they were is trying it? to get that. They were trying to get John Wolford, who I mistakenly said played for the Arizona Cardinals, and he played for the Arizona Rattlers. Oh, right now it's Stetson Bennett. Oh, oh, is he with the team again? I saw they kicked. They uh, oh. told him to stay home for a while. No, no, he's not. Bryce Perkins. No, he's not back yet. No, it's it said it did say they're expected to sign Wolford, but yeah, oh, Tampa Brett Bay Ripon. elevated him. It's Brett Ripon ready to go. Oh, all right. He's made a few starts. <laughs> had a few games under his belt with the broncos and they had some tough injuries in their backfield too they they've been shuffling guys up and down with running backs and i think that can put a team out of whack too yeah just obviously with the ravens i know a lot about that he's got a couple guys back and forth four tds to eight pick ratio okay all right not good not bad i will say i'm a i'm a little happy that the nfl they were starting to make me nervous with these trade deadlines trying to be like the nba and just completely mess up every roster known to man i'm glad that this year was a little more calm because then you could see some like nice simple moves um vikings getting josh dobbs i think that's solid that shows they're not giving up even with kirk out and justin jefferson out they're still going to try to be you know semi-competitive i haven't seen a whole lot about josh dobbs but it seems like a lot of people like him and think he can be competitive so uh, it'll be nice to see him get a chance is kyler coming back then there's no way they traded him without kyler no i think he if he doesn't come back this week he might be ready for next week yeah they opened the window right there yeah yeah so he he has 21 days but i mean but there was just some nice simple moves i mean i'm salty the commanders traded chase young i mean i'm happy he's out of the nfc east but i mean he's one helmet shot away from being out for the rest of the season (laughs) He's a literally pretty unreliable. He's a great name, but, uh, you know, I also agree. I think that San Francisco kind of got one over on them. I mean, he was literally the second overall pick not that long ago. Just swiped them up. But Washington had a little bit of a fire sale getting rid of both their edge rushers for second and third round picks. So do with that as you will. Commanders are doing commander's things. Some good stuff going on in football. And I guess as we're – Getting towards the end of our show here, Chase, I wanted to touch on quickly 
Nangano Fury. Yes. This past weekend. Heavyweight fight, huge fight. It actually happened. Um, and crazy. Nganu won. I mean, he won, probably won the fight. He didn't get the decision. Yeah, yeah just... he got stuck with the shiesty split decision. Yeah. Super shiesty. Yeah. But I saw that he's gonna be a ranked heavyweight in one of the organizations, Eddie mm-hmm. Hearn's organization. So he's gonna be a top ten ranked heavyweight in boxing. And PFL said today his next fight won't be in the cage, so he's going to run it back with somebody in boxing. Oh, that's but, cool, because I know that's, like, what he always wanted to do. And I'm interested to see what the UFC, just if Dana White comments, because I know he's just probably just boiled right, he's, right now. He's hiding right now. He's he's, yeah. got a, he's probably locked up on a boat somewhere off of Monaco with a blackjack dealer, not not <laughs> considering anything about the world right now. I just now. know on the at the press conference for the UFC fight night coming up, he's going to be asked about it. I'm excited to just hear what he says because I know that's – He's going to be just salty. He's going to say some snarky response. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I really wish he was still in the UFC, but for the first time ever, a mixed martial artist going into a boxing ring looked way better than the boxer that was in there. I think Tyson Fury underrated him a little bit and and just the actual power that Nganu has and his ability to just move around and shake off punches. I mean, I think he did a wild job. I know people were calling for Nganu Deontay Wilder is a possible fight. I think that's a great matchup for both guys, especially Wilder trying to rebuild his brand a little bit as a guy who was a legitimate knockout artist. And for Nganu, he can he can get back in there and get up against a guy who's obviously had a lot of uh you know hype on his name and for good reason. But he looked really good. I would say that he really took it to Tyson Fury, and you know that's somebody who's beat the brakes off of almost everyone he's been in the in the the boxing rings with so overall yeah i would say i was really impressed by it i was a little scared and not for nothing fury was like a seven to one favorite in that fight so for nganu to go in there and end up with a split decision probably should have went his way and i think a lot of people saw that you know that's pretty good on him for being able to get out of a contract and do what he wants to Obviously, I would love to see him back in a cage blasting people's heads off, but yeah, you know, I'll settle for boxing. No, it is it's just good to see a UFC guy get in there with a boxer and not get like destroyed. <laughs> like, yeah, and not a YouTube boxer either. Yes. And that was a legit boxing fight with like like you would never have known that's Nganu's first ever professional fight. I mean, that's just absurd. Like obviously he had professional experience throwing punches, but yeah, he looks, a, he looks really good. Yeah, and it's a change going from a four-ounce glove to a boxing glove. I think a lot of power can kind of get absorbed by the boxing gloves. So maybe, I know, but he had a a legit knockdown, and if that was in the cage, Fury would have been out cold still probably. Did you see the elbow? Yeah. Yeah, he landed a lot of dirty stuff, and I think he was legitimately scared that he was about to lose that fight because yeah. it was not going his way. He was not enforcing his will on Nganu. I think Nganu had a lot of good control of the you know of the ring and he was the guy being the aggressor. I think Fury was landing a lot of good counter shots. He is a good counter striker but Nganu was the one who I think Fury thought that he was going to be in the position. Yeah, I'd love to see in just one of these boxing fights, just one of those Alistair Overeem under like oh. cuts in like a boxing ring. Oh, that would be so nice to see. It's coming. I mean, he can unleash some power 
Especially yeah. now that he has a good feel for beat, you know, I think it's one thing to spar and do all that and but to get in there and do it for real in the moment, I think now he can only get better from that experience. Yeah, yeah it was good and I'm excited. Usyk was there and I know Usyk and Fury have a fight coming up. They postponed it to February, but still not for nothing if Usyk saw that, I mean if he disposes of Fury, I think he would have a little bit of juice going against Ngannou. And uh oh also I saw that uh um, Anthony Joshua was a fight too mentioned for Nganu, which is also yeah. another good fight. And I think Nganu yeah. could literally punch Anthony Joshua's head clean off. So, like we were saying about Alistair Overeem or Jarenio Rosenstrike matchup, I think Nganu could beat the brakes off of Anthony Joshua. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, both those guys with crazy physiques, also. Like you got Nganu and Joshua just oh, ripped. Yeah. Just that's an all body matchup. <laughs> that was a legit fight. Um, props to Ngannou. He got a. I think he got boned on the decision, but that's the way boxing is. And I don't think they were ready to give a give a belt to somebody who's making their boxing debut. But nope. he deserved it. And if he won, you know, I don't think it was anything wrong with that. And Mike Tyson was in his corner and he was saying, you know who won the fight. So, yeah, I think everyone cool. did, but I mean, he got paid, so he didn't really care. Yeah. And that's the other good part, too, is he got a good payday from this. It just sucks that the UFC isn't a part of any of this, even though Nganu has a really good legacy there. But you never know. Weird things happen. Maybe him and Dana make up and kiss each other's hands and all's well. Yeah. yeah I, I don't see that him. happening. <laughs> No, I'd love to see him back, but it seems like he likes doing this. So yeah, hey, maybe we'll get a John Jones and Ganu matchup, but just in the boxing ring, which would also be kind of buns. But whatever, I'll take it. I think I feel like Ngannou would win. I, I think like... so too. I think John Jones is great in the UFC because he can wrestle. I don't think Maybe. he's that great of a striker. UFC matchup, I'm taking Jones. Boxing, I'm taking Ngannou. <laughs> Hopefully, you never know. I don't think the UFC would ever cross promo with the PFL. I think if Agano wanted to fight John Jones, he'd have to come back to the UFC. But yeah, we'll see, you never know. Stranger things have happened. I mean, the UFC did promote Conor McGregor's boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, and that was for literally nothing other than an exhibition fight. All right. Well, that was a uh, you know we touched on MLB, NBA, and UFC. So that was a that was a good podcast. I think we'll bring it to a halt right there. And we hope you guys enjoyed this one. A lot to talk about with the MLB and especially the NBA as we kind of look through our brackets. And, you know, a lot of trades that just happened pretty recently, especially with the Sixers. So um, don't forget to like us on uh, Spotify and follow and do all the stuff on Instagram, YouTube and follow us for there. Look for more content, posting reels, retweeting stuff on Twitter, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, we look forward to the next one.